Back to rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It's the 3rd of April, Monday morning on rural Queensland today. Belonshire Mayor Samantha O'Toole joins us this morning. Uh, Sam, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. It's wonderful to be here, Ben. I wish it was on a better topic. Yeah, this is quite unbelievable. Um, the Murray-Darling Basin uh, water plan quota um, is a real concern. Um, they is now uh, water purchasing tenders open under the Bridging the Gap initiative to buy another 49.2 gigalitres from irrigators to meet the Murray-Darling Basin Plan quota. Now, the Federal Department of Climate Change, Energy and Environment and Water is defending the process. Of course, they are. I can't believe that we're still going down this road. And this is detrimental to towns, but more, you know, to people's livelihoods. Um and they hide behind the desk and they hide behind the cloak of this big title, the Department of Climate Change, Energy and Environment and Water. And, it, you know, it, it, it's garbage. It's absolute garbage, Ben. And I think it shows that in the last decade, we haven't learned a single lesson along the way. You know, communities have been at the forefront of all these buybacks over the last few years. And we've done reports and study after study about the socioeconomic impact, but they're still coming out with the instrument that we know will cause the most damages to community and to businesses along the way. And that's with the straight out water purchase. So I just find it absolutely infuriating that we're back here again. Yeah. So, I mean... What, what, what are you guys being told and what are irrigators being told? There was many criticisms, Ed, you know, you know, in these consultations, but did they take any of the learnings or lessons from this at all? I don't feel that they did, Ben. Like I was in, at the St. George meeting that was held a oh, fortnight or so ago and it was an absolute box-ticking exercise. You know, the community brought up really fair, legitimate questions about a number of issues, including you know, temporary transfers and the and the uh, possible use of that going forward. And it was so scary that the department wasn't even aware, both the CHUO was there and the environmental department was there. They weren't aware that they had actually used that particular instrument multiple times in the past to achieve a very good environmental outcome at Naran Lakes. And I think this is through successive changes in their department, but it just blows the community away that the questions that we've been asking, they still can't answer and they seem to be just heading down this road without any um, thought or consideration for the impact they're about to cause uh, and, and doing the water purchasing. And look, I recognize they've got a deadline of June 2024, but that's not the community's fault. And they seem to be throwing everything out the window just to get to that deadline. And it's, it, yeah, it's scary it's, and it's really frustrating. So what happens now? There's the, the, the no regard for the socioeconomic impact it's going to cause on the community. That's the thing that I don't understand. Like you guys have shown them uh, and as the Belonshire Council has also spoken to them, but they don't actually care. Um, th- th- they don't seem to care. And it's easy to make these care. decisions when we've had record seasons. Let's see what it's oh. like. Let's see what it's like when we go back to dry times. And there hasn't been a flow. This is the thing that I absolutely despise about this government at the moment is they make decisions on the fly in good times instead of looking at the impact long term and the impact it has on a community when this season isn't a normal season. We've had an extraordinary long flow down the condomine balloon system. I think in 2022, we had almost a record cease to flow event, which was pretty extraordinary. So like you say, we're in good times at the moment, but 
the, you know, the money we're talking, that's about to be removed from our community. Like today, you know, the water that they've taken already, the 86 gigs, it's about 100 to $150 million per year um, out of the St. George, Durham, Bandy communities. Are you serious? There's water going uh, is, 100%, Ben. So how do you make that up? I mean, and this is... If this is happening in your town, it's happening in other towns, how do you make that up? There seems to be no consideration for the socioeconomic impact. I mean, I was in Minister Plebiscic's office last week in Canberra, and I said to her, have you thought about, you know, how you're going to structurally change these communities through? And unfortunately for Boulogne, and I know Gundawindi would be similar, but we don't have oil and gas or any other diversification, so we are agriculture. And it is so important for us to retain every single drop of water that's in our shire. And this the water that's going to come out now through this purchase, you know, they're targeting 14 gigs in the condomine Boulogne system. We're probably talking between another 25 to 25, uh, 25 to $50 million per year of economic activity that's about to be drugged from our communities in the Boulogne Shire with no regard. And they have no answers. They haven't even considered socioeconomic impact on our community and how they're going to support us. And I just, like I walked out of that meeting in Canberra last week just shaking my head and I was completely infuriated that they're just going to decimate us and they don't give a rat's ass. Yeah, and, and that's it. So Daniel who she she's causing a lot of this and make no mistakes. Did she at least acknowledge, like, Sam, you're a very fair person. You get it and you get that you've got to give to get back. You, you absolutely get it and you've done that for your town. Could she see at least what you were saying? There was no, you know, recognition of the impact they were about to consider and there was no thought they had no offerings as far as how they would structurally adjust us going forward. So I feel they haven't listened at all to the community and they haven't even listened to their own reports. And they've done multiple reports in the past, Ben, about what the socioeconomic impacts are of water recovery. You know, they, Murray Darling Basin Authority did their own in 2016. They had Robbie Sefton do an independent report only a handful of years ago and they're still not taking to regard any of those information that has been provided. So no compassion, no consideration for the community. And I suppose that's been the Boulanchar's fight all along. It's about the people and the businesses that sit in our communities and trying to support them through the change that's occurring. Yeah, and that's the thing. So so, so David Littleproud, um, you know, he's described it as ripping away communities. We know that. The National Irrigators Council is outspoken critic of the structure of tender. They're saying it's barbaric. Yeah. they're saying, you know, it, it, it's it's not right. Yet we've got a government that's just hell-bent. This, this seems very much like, very much like what happened with the land clearing. Uh, uh, have Ag Force or any of these peak body groups come, got involved yet? I haven't spoken to them. I have spoken to the Irrigators Association. I suppose the other thing that people really need to understand is about the structure of the tender, and I think that's one of the things that the Irrigators Association is out speaking about. For anybody that's considering, you know, purchasing water at the moment, they need to read the fine print of the tender and realize that the government will have up till May next year for a callback. So my real cynical point of view of this, Ben, is also we've got a number of SDL projects that are due in the southern part of the basin by June 2024. And there is a number of those that are questionable about being achieved at this stage. And that's the 605 gigaliter number we hear battered around a lot. And that's a southern basin number. But if they can't get to that number by next year and they're holding an option for tender until May 2024, I suspiciously think that they'll come back and exercise some of those options in the Northern Basin to reach their 605 number. And that is really concerning. So 
like just deploring people to read the documents, to really consider this yeah. and to consider the communities that are going to be impacted along the way. Yeah, horrific. We're going to follow this up because there's got to be some accountability. Um, you know, the kind of economic and socioeconomic effect that this could have on the Boulanchire alone and also downstream as well, uh, it, it just cannot be – um, taken for granted. Thank you so much for being with us. No doubt uh, on the wrong circumstances. Enjoy the cooler change, Samantha. Um, and um, look, we'll talk again shortly. Thanks so much. Thanks, Ben. Really appreciate you having an opportunity to have a talk to you about this today. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland today. It's Monday morning, the 3rd of April. And isn't that just an absolute kick in the guts for the people of the Blondshire? Just unbelievable. And everybody downstream, and Tanya Plibersek, we know exactly who she is. We know exactly. She hides behind it and says it's for the environment and this is their ideologies. This is what we voted for, unfortunately, and we have now got a real problem on our hands. We'll take a break, come back with more.